Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. back to the homework podcast we've missed you and we are glad to be back mm-hmm. joy i tell you we are having some incredible community members on our podcast lately aren't we you agree yes i love it and it's so enriching even when i think back about our recordings and what i hear back from people it's really a nourishing conversation you know yes I know, you know, the podcast is really about bringing healing during this time of the intersection of work and and home. And boy, we, we know, I just saw recently an article that's saying that we may be still in this pandemic for another year. Mm-hmm. And so if we are, I think we've given our listeners a lot of good things, a lot of good tips, a lot of good um, skills to really continue to weather this until we are, we're out of it, right? So... Um, right. Cause it's like a marathon. You know, I think, <laughs> I think we're just now at the half mile mark and everybody's tired and needs some Gatorade or some <laughs> yes. electrolytes or some snacks and people cheering on the sidelines. You know, you can do this. You can make it through this. Yeah. It's a journey. It's been a journey, right? And I'm so glad to be doing this journey with you as well as with our community that is coming alongside of us in this podcast. And today we are we are excited to have Markeisha Wilson with us. Yay. Yay. Oh, Markeisha <laughs> is a she is, wait till you hear her talk. She's so energetic. She's so passionate about what she does. She, I'll give you a little bit about her. Um, she is an owner and CEO of Wilson. And Chapman Associates. She's a human capital professional. And what that really is, if in a nutshell for our, our listeners, she deals with the human aspects of people in the workplace. And while she is f- passionate about that, she's more passionate about the people who lead those mm-hmm. teams because it starts with the leadership. And she is a trainer, she's a leadership coach, she is just phenomenal woman. And I don't want to go into a lot of her background, but it is, you'll see it as we go into this discussion. And so today's topic, we're going to deal a little bit about work. I know we've been dealing a lot about, you know, emotions, but now we're going to get into the workplace. And I thought she would be a great person to have on the show because she has over 20 plus years working with leaders, working with organizations, 
working as a consultant, starting her own business. So I thought she would be a good person to bring on the show and, you know, share her knowledge and her wisdom and, and what she's gained over her journey. So welcome, Markeisha Wilson, yes. to the thank show. You. Thank you. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be on with you, Charlene and Joy. I count it a privilege anytime someone asks me to share a perspective. So I start off with gratitude and I end with gratitude. So thank you so much, ladies. And it shows in your website as well, because one of the things that you have as a tagline is pursue joy. Yes. It just just (laughs) fit right in line, right, Joy? We have that same theme, right? Yeah. So so we want to... Yeah, we want to we want to tap into that wisdom and that knowledge that you have. So start with, you know, you said something to me, which was when we first met, and I'm so glad that our past came across. <laughs> yes. Is really following your intuition about work. Hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, you 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 liken it to it's like dating. So. Yes. <laughs> Though I'm better at work than dating. Let me let your listeners know that. <laughs> so I liken uh, work to date. Well, the intuition around work and making decisions, right? Yeah. There's a, a great line in a movie. It's a, it's a Tyler Perry movie. I know some people say they're all the same, but there's a line in a movie where the niece is asking Medea for advice on dating. And she says, you know, I think my man is cheating on me. And Medea says, you think your man is cheating on you? She said, yeah, how do I know? She said, you think your man is cheating on you? (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's this thing that you already have a knowing about. And sometimes you want to confront it and sometimes you don't. And so I have seen that play out in wonderful ways for me at work and in some other ways where I might've ignored that intuition. And so I liken it to dating because there are some, we don't call them red flags that show up early, but they're like pink flags. Like what happens when you're late (laughs) for a date? What happens when you're late to work? What happens when you're late for a meeting? What happens when you're, you know, late to dinner with your special someone? It's that intuition, it's that feeling that you get in your stomach. For me, it's my stomach. Everything happens there, good, bad, and different, right? For some people, they feel it other places. But it's this knowing that I should or shouldn't do something. And I think a lot of times, um, I'll speak for myself, and, and many of my clients say, I I felt that I should have spoken up in this meeting. I knew the answer, but Bill was leading the meeting and Susan, you know how she is. And, Mm -hmm. and so you didn't speak up, but you felt in your belly, I have a perspective here. And my push to many clients is follow that. Be more you, more often, more boldly. Mm, That's amazing. That's really powerful because you're right. That intuition, sometimes we don't, we, we silence it, right? And we push it down and you're sitting in a meeting and a lot of people probably can confer with this. You sit in a meeting and you want to be seen and you want to speak up and you have the idea, but you're sitting there going, oh no, I'm not going to say it. No, no, no. And then someone else says exactly what you were thinking about. They get all the credit for it. They go, that's a great idea, John. Oh, that's a great idea, Mary. And you're sitting there feeling like, man, I knew it. 
Exactly. And you kick yourself a few times. And if you kick yourself hard enough, you'll stop that nonsense. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the next time you'll, you'll trust that. I mean, it, there's a part of you that has to learn that you're right and it's yeah. okay to be right. And I think that's part of intuition also. This, just like I said, it's happened to me on, in wonderful ways. Just also knowing when to leave, just like dating, right? Yeah, I know when it's over. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult for us to accept those signs that point to exit. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in the workplace, there are many signs that point to exit. Sometimes it's exit up. Sometimes it's exit out. Sometimes it's just a new role. But you feel because you've heard things, you've seen things, and we say the writing's on the wall. Well, what language is it in? Are you reading it? Right. And there are things that point to that exit sign. And sometimes we don't want to see that either. And I, I was at a, a conference um, at the African-American History Museum. I always it, it's long, so I was get it wrong. Y'all know what I'm talking about in D.C. Yes. Right? A new one. <laughs> and a former CEO of Walmart, who is an African-American woman, said something so simple. They were asking her for profound wisdom. And she said, know when to go. Wow. Know when to go, because she had moved on from Walmart to somewhere else to do something else. And it's just that as well, just like in a relationship, there are signs that point to the exit. You feel them, you hear them, you know when you're getting passed over, you know when, when people are listening to other people's voices and not yours. That's when it's time to look at the signs and follow that intuition. Wow. I and love I that you said that you feel it in your gut too, yes. that you, you know, the writing is on the wall. The writing is in your own voice. I feel like it's always yes. in a subtle, really subtle little tweak or a, a pink flag, like you said, or a little uh-oh, or, and it could be a good uh-oh or a bad uh-oh, yes. but it's really like a subtle little internal feeling I find you know mm -hmm. and like you said Charlene we're so trained to forget about it put up with it because we feel a lot through the day you know mm -hmm. symptoms or headaches or thoughts or or tiredness or whatever the case may be and so there's so many feelings through the day it's like when something bubbles up like you said it's like we it's like learning yourself yeah. learning when you're yeah. right training yourself yeah. to listen to it exactly yes. and noticing it where it is i like what you said that you know it's immediately in your gut oh yes a lot of people think the intuition is in their head but some, there are signals in your body that tells you okay trust yourself don't go this way they may come up as thoughts as well right mm -hmm. um, tell me about the time when you worked with a client joy where you knew that the person knew what was going on before you even told them what was happening when i worked with someone and they knew what was going on yes and we won't talk about you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you another client. <laughs> I mean, you know it so well. Like acupuncture, it's like, why do I have this pain in my shoulder? Well, are you shouldering the world? What? Mm -hmm. What? Oh, well, yeah, but that's not related. How is it not related? <laughs> oh, you know, you feel this grief. It's sinking in your stomach. What? 
it's okay to grieve throughout the day. It's okay to grieve changing your position, moving away from your job. It's okay to grieve certain aspects. It's okay to feel anger in your body. It's okay to follow that. Right. I was actually working with a client recently who was so frustrated about being underutilized in her job. She was like, this is a waste of taxpayers' money because I'm not being utilized. And I was like, follow that anger. That is righteous anger that you want to be of service more. And it was showing up in different symptoms of her body. And and I was like, I don't think meditation is your game or yoga is your game. I think you need like kickboxing. You need journaling. You need a way to find your voice. You need presentations at work. You need to find a promotion at work. It's like you, some people have this like uprising. You know what I mean? And I think it's like, permission to feel that and follow it. And that's why it's, it's good to have people like you, Markeisha, somebody can talk to, right? Someone and create that safe space, particularly in the workplace. And we know how vulnerable it is to yes. expose ourselves and, and how we truly are feeling. And I think people are bottling up so much of how they really feel. Stress, they're feeling mm-hmm. insecure. They're feeling angry. They're feeling like, Oh, do I, do I, can I use my voice now? In particularly people of color, right? Mm-hmm. Can I really speak out and speak in? It was interesting. It's called call out, call in is a, is a term when you want to point something out that someone is using, like someone may be using the word tribe and they may not understand that that may have a, a mm-hmm. negative connotation. So you say, oh, let me call out something so I can call in some knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. How are you helping people really navigate through this? They they have the intuition. They know something's not right. They know it's time to leave or maybe it's time to fall back in love. It's like dating. Sometimes you mm-hmm. think you don't love that person. You create some distance between you and that person. Then you come back and say, well, I think I really, really love that person. <laughs> but you needed that space in between. So how do you help people process Oh, sure. Wow. You you said a, a lot in that question. I, I could go so many ways, but I'll, I'll stay focused around how do you um, help the folks figure out if they should fall back in love. I'll, I'll land in that one, I think, um, and process through things. For some reason, I've always been gifted, and I, I now know that it's a spiritual gift, to be able to encourage people and to hear them at different levels than other people could. And, and that even, I figured that out when I was 17 as a waitress in a steakhouse. And and I had leaders who I would happen to catch the scowl on their face. And I would ask, what's behind that? And, and that was me at 17. And I bop away like, hmm, I found out something new about him. Now I know that um, I'm able to tune into that in people and help show them what I'm seeing. And, you know, in coaching, can I share an observation? We have, you know, fancy words around the way that we do it. But in the workplace, like where we are now with all the things that you've mentioned, frustration, anger, and joy, you're talking about grief and underutilization and overutilization. And should I speak up? Should I not speak up? All that stuff. I think the way that I help people is by tuning into them and paying attention and stopping you know, people have said this before, when you ask someone, how you doing? You expect them just to say good. But I expect them to not say good. I say, how are you doing today? 
and I hold it and I ask questions and it, it's gotten me a lot of places. I will, I will be honest with you because of just listening to people and helping them see what I see. And this, similar to what you're saying, Joy, someone says, oh, I have a pain in my shoulder. I'm shouldering the world. Like you didn't notice that? Well, it seems so clear to me. So I just share back, hey, you know what, Lisa? I noticed on that last call, your voice trailed off when you talked about X. What was behind that? She's like, oh, God, I can't believe you heard that because so-and-so pissed me off. Da, da, da. You can hear it mm -hmm. if we're paying attention to people, if we're listening with our whole heart and our whole mind and you're trying to tune into someone. And I, I will tell you, it starts with the fact that you want to care for people. So everyone can't do it and everyone shouldn't do it. And But for those of us and your listeners, I'm sure you you have to have a caring audience. You wouldn't tune into the show if you don't care about people. I say lean into that intuition. I noticed that Charlene looks sad today. I noticed that Joy looks extra happy today. What's up in her world? How can I get in that flow with her? So I think it's tuning in, listening, and giving people time on your daily calendar. I could have gone some other ways with that, Charlene, but I feel like we need a whole new show on, <laughs> on topics around. No, no, that's that's important because I think yeah. seeing seeing each other and and when I when I went to Joy for the first time, I felt like she was tuned into me. I mean, it started with the the hand wash. I I can't remember the scent. It was the quietness. It felt like she held me. Right. Mm -hmm. She listened to she listened to what I said before she even started thinking she could treat me. And I was I was just so blown away and taken aback by that. And I think that's what's needed. Right. Feeling empathy, compassion. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Seeing each other, seeing each other first and then saying, OK, what what project do we need to get done today? How can I help? Yes. Right. Yes. Let's spend some time seeing each other. I Just like we're seeing each other right now. I, I mean, I'm looking at you both intently going, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I feeling the it. gratitude of having this, this time with, this, with the two of you. I feel yeah, the just the presence, right? I was, I do some trauma study off and on all the time. And I was just listening to someone say that the healing power of presence heals trauma like just yes. being present just yes. like what you're saying is noticing someone's voice seeing their facial expression and you don't necessarily have to do anything about it mm -hmm. about what they're doing you're not responsible for it you know and just noticing what you're feeling in the presence of somebody can mm -hmm. also bring up information and intuition you know what i mean in the presence of this person i feel a certain way in the presence of the situation, I always feel this certain thing. Is that me or is this about them? Or is this about what this third place between us, you know, this energetic yes. exchange? Yes. I love that you call it an energetic exchange. Yeah. And I, I think that that is what, like, um, which signals me in my body and in my mind to address a person a certain way, that energy that is pinging me in a certain high or low and i haven't done enough enough somatic work to figure out all of the ins and outs of it but i i, I do believe that in that energetic exchange and tuning into it like you both are saying 
so important. So and I think I want to go back to what you said is what was powerful. You said the woman said, know when to go, right? Um, and letting go, knowing when to go. And I, I find that sometimes people don't give themselves the permission. Yes. To yeah. say mm -hmm. it's time to go. Yes. I mean, we can break. I mean, we, we'll break off a relationship. We'll break off dating and go back and go back mm -hmm. but breaking off a job now it may not be this next generation because I'm, i've been talking to my millennial children and then my gens what's the gen gen z the uh -huh. hasn't come into the workplace yet well yeah i think it's gen z and then babies gen z <laughs> Gen Z is going to come with a whole different perspective, but they're not, they're not the, they're not there yet. They're graduating high school and they get, get ready to go to college. But how do, how does people get permission, give themselves permission to say, it's time for me to go. Mm -hmm. When That's they know, both of you, when they intu intuitively know it's time to go. Yeah. I mean, for me, I work with a number of clients as executive coaching clients and, you know, my daily operations with regular clients and doing management consulting and have these conversations about that permission. And I, I ask them whose voice comes up first. And there's, there's this committee, you know, this itty bitty committee that's always talking and whose voice do you hear first? And then I talk with them about silencing those voices and trying to like filter out which one is mine and which one is um, God's speaking to me versus me or, or who am I trying to please by staying? What am I trying to prove? To whom am I trying to prove it? And why is that so important to me? And asking those questions that are hard to, to answer and ask yourself, because at the end of the day, you start to realize, or let me just speak for my clients who have started to realize that it's not about the job. It's what I've made this job mean in my world. I've made it mean it's my source of joy, power, importance. And okay, if that is the case, where else should I be finding? What else can I charge into to get those needs met? I suffered with this myself many times. If you go over my resume, you'll see that I left a, a few places. Some I left because I became a single parent of my niece and the, I had to balance priorities. And some I left because I had checked the box and proved the thing. But I cried at every exit. I literally, people are like, why are you leaving? I was like, <laughs> and what were those tears about? Those tears were about what, Marquisha? For me, it was I had fought for something. I got promoted in an environment that I shouldn't have been promoted in. And now I was giving it away. Mm. Was that the right thing to do? And I mm. wasn't sure if it was. And sometimes I had to do it, like I said, to, you know, to be a single parent. But it's asking those hard questions. And when you get to the answer, <laughs> you got to make a decision. Mm. Can't stand at the end of the diving board forever. There's some little nasty kid behind you that will push you. 
Okay. <laughs> That's, That's so right. true. And I also think there's patterns that we can watch about ourselves. Like you're saying these voices and asking these questions, why help us see that sometimes we, we are in cycles of patterns in ourselves. Like we keep finding ourselves working with the same character in our life or, um, or, you know, especially women, we endure a lot. So sometimes we think there is a certain amount of um, harshness or a certain environment that we think is just the standard norm. So it's going to get better, just like dating, you know, I'm going to go back to this person. I know I wasn't treated the best. I know my working environment, I wasn't treated the best, but it's going to get better. Or I'm just going to go back because like cycles, right? So I think it's also looking at the generations, like healing the generations back of all the women who've been stuck in a cycle hmm. of that, that they couldn't get out of and mm -hmm. saying no more is freeing. I mean, yeah. for your niece and your daughter, quitting more often <laughs> sounds terrible. Everyone's going to go quit their job, but it's like <laughs> saying no more often is an expression of freedom to try something else, to prioritize yourself. You don't know what's going to be behind door number two. <laughs> you don't know if the grass is going to be greener on the other side, but it's an attempt to see like you, like is your tagline pursue joy is it, do I see more of myself behind door number two? I don't know, but I got to go prioritize myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or it's door number three. So you, you talk, yeah. But talk to us because I, I think this is such an inspiring story. How you left a great job in the. Everybody would probably want to be in the Caribbean right now. I know I want to be in the Caribbean right now. You can do it. Um, to become a single parent, though. Yeah. And it's so interesting. As soon as you broached it, I feel myself welling up. And, and this girl's 22 years old, but every time I go back to this story, I, I think about how I felt at that time. So I'll, I'll, I'll shorten it as much as possible. But I basically, my, my sister died suddenly at the age of 35. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I decided that we would raise her son and daughter. And um, originally it was me and my mom doing it together. And then that just wasn't going to work. And my niece wanted to live with me by the time she was like eight or nine. So between four and eight, she was with my mom. And just before, or just after my sister's death, I guess a couple of years after that, I get this great job opportunity in the US Virgin Islands. My mother said, don't go. Um, I was taking a $35,000 pay cut to do it. But I kept, I felt this crazy pull and things were getting crazier here. And I just, intuition was like, bam, bam, smacking <laughs> me like all over the place. I was getting an ulcer. I mean, all kinds of things were happening, right? So like I told you, I feel it in my stomach. So now I'm in the Caribbean. I'm living this fabulous life for two years. No money, but I'm on private jets every weekend. And uh-huh. I'll tell you all about it. It's my book that I'm writing. As we speak. Awesome. <laughs> and so then now it's time. My niece wants to live with me and I actually have to go through custody. And many, I don't know, lots of women have gone through custody battles with a spouse, but likely no, very few people. I've not heard of anyone who had to go through a custody battle with their own mom. And it was 
hard, very, very hard. And I have this great job and this troubled relationship here, complicated relationship, but I knew that I had to put the priority on wellness as a whole for my future. And, and a part of me was missing, which was my niece, right? So I tuned into what I was giving up. And it's the only thing I learned in microeconomics, opportunity cost, what you have to give up to get what you want. And I was after this joy and this peace. And while I had a piece of that on the white beach <laughs> in the blue water, a part of my heart was just broken and missing. So I had to follow that. Um, and that led me to have to leave a job that I absolutely loved. I remember crying, resigning over lunch <laughs> to my boss. And she and I are still great friends to this day. She comes and spends two weeks and stays with me and all of that. But it was so difficult. And and that might be an extreme decision for someone to make custody battle, leave an island, right? Like it's like the perfect storm. But what I think your listeners should tune into in that story is that I prioritized getting, giving up something to get more of what I needed. Mm. And, and, and that Good. can be hard to figure out. But if you take time and tune in and be honest with yourself, right? Because money can make you happy. You can stay at a job much longer than you should because the money is so great. The status, my office, my secretary, my perks. But what's missing? My health, my well-being, gain weight, lost weight, you know, headaches, migraines. Oh, no, no. You push all those things down because you have this job that you work for. So it's finding that, like, what do I have to give up to get this thing that I'm really after? So... That's wow. the short version. That's the shortest way I've told that story without tears. Good and job, Marquisha. And I can't wait to read your book because I know there's some things, there's some pains in that journey and there's some oh. joys in that journey that we don't have enough time to explore that yeah. will give our listeners insight that life is a journey, mm -hmm. right? And there are multiple paths that we're going to take on this journey. And you, you tapped into something else too in terms of, Really, how do we watch for the signs that our stop clock has run out? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. How do we know that we're we're not really ticking anymore when we're not? Yes. We're not ticking. And I think that's a good analogy in terms of a stopwatch. Yeah. Yep. The hand has stopped and you haven't mm -hmm. recognized that your battery's gone out. Yep. So one of the, I, I believe the easiest ways to know when your stop clock is run out, what I might mean by that is, all right, this job, this position, maybe it's a role in the same organization. The time is ticking for me to make a move. It's Sunday. Hmm. Sunday. What time on Sunday do you start to dread Monday? <laughs> What time on Sunday do you start to dread Monday? I know that, that will strike a chord with a lot of people. It is the clearest for me. That was the clearest. So when it's about 10 o'clock and you're going to bed and you're just like, oh, I don't feel like getting up. But is it when you wake up Sunday and you're like, oh, God, I got to go to work tomorrow? <laughs> the earlier that you start to dread Monday on Sunday, that is a huge clue. 
So that is one for you. And to me, the biggest. Um, but there's also these other things that happen during the workday. For me, it's a, it's a toolkit, right? My career, your career is about putting all these things in a toolbox. Each position should give you a new tool so that when you get to your dream job, you have all the tools you need to build this house. Got a hammer from Booz Allen. I got a wrench from Accenture. I got a, you know, exacto knife from Deloitte. Now, oh, I got this thing. I could build Wilson Chapman because I got my tools. When I cannot figure out what tool I'm getting to put in this box, or I already have it in here, that's another clue. I'm sitting in meetings and I can replay it like my favorite movie, Love Jones. I know every line. I already know what's happening. That clock is ticking. I've run out of things to say. I've run out of things to learn. And for me, the one last thing was, and this sounds super holy and spiritual, but I've run out of people to help because I believe I've been placed in every position to help myself get somewhere and someone else. Hmm. And when I have helped the interns, my boss, my peer, the guy in the corner that I keep looking at like, oh God, I hope he's really okay. And I've helped those people, then I know I'm asking God, is it time? And then doors start to open. When I start to walk, doors start mm -hmm. to open. Okay, that's that's deep, profound. And I would give you, now that we have been working remotely and, and virtually, people don't even know if it is something. <laughs> right? But here's a clue. I, I, I had a clue when I would drive to the office and I would watch people sitting in their car. Ooh, that's a good one. There were one. some people who would just be sitting in their car. And you know, other people just jump out of their car and just go right into the mm -hmm. building and they had like a little step. But then I would, <laughs> I would observe people just sitting in their car, almost like they were contemplating and get themselves ready mm -hmm. to face the day. And now some of them may, may, may have been, you know, finishing up phone calls. Some may have been listening to music. Mm -hmm. But to your point, I was intentionally watching mm -hmm. the behavior of people getting out of their cars. I know we're not doing that a lot here these days, but that's yeah. I think it's another clue that your stop clock is, is kind of uh, winding down when you really have a hesitation before going in that building. Yeah. You've got to take a deep breath and go, here we go. You muster up everything you can to go into that building. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like when you see spouses sitting in the driveway, like they don't want to go in the house. Uh oh. <laughs> I think there's also something to what you said, threading back to your story about your niece and combining it with this. It's like if somebody's not ready to close the door or make a transition, I love how you were t talking about sort of opening up the door of more of what your heart wanted, which I think can be a focal point for some people who don't know if they need to leave something or, or if, or if they need to make a certain amount of money before they can leave or whatever all the reasons are. Right. And in the meantime, I think there could probably be an opportunity, right? Don't you think of, of still pursuing joy, yes. even if you're still in your current situation? Absolutely. The bloom where you're planted philosophy. 
Yeah, I, I have a whole line of coaching dedicated to that. I <laughs> call authenticity, blooming where you're planted. Yeah, yeah because uh, yeah, that's how you'll grow. It, it also, too, is a different perspective. It's like, what perspective do you want to sit in? Do you want to sit in being miserable here? Or do you want to sit in a perspective of where else can I contribute? Mm-hmm. Where else can I add value? Uh, recently, it, it, uh, I was on a pod call with a, with a gentleman who is working with uh, his coaching business is really around weight loss. Mm. And so he, you know, he said, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. Cause you try to tap into this built multi-billion dollar industry. If you have the magic bullet as to how people can lose weight and, and not, and keep it off. But he, he was trying to come up with this niche and I'll, I'll boil this down into a nutshell. One thing that he said to me that just hit home with me, he said, the reason why so many people do not lose weight is and keep it off is because they are lamenting what they're letting go of, what they're leaving. Wow. Mm-hmm. He said, I want to work with clients just so they can see what the beautiful life that's ahead of them, the yeah. beautiful life that they can create versus what they're giving up. And I thought that was such, it hit me like a lead balloon, right? It's the same thing at work. Okay. Things may not be, you know, like you want them, but you do have bills to pay and you have, you know, mm-hmm. finances and and you have to say, OK, how can I recreate? How can I reimagine myself here? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or how can I reimagine myself somewhere else yes. before I leave here? Absolutely. I've done right. that multiple times. Hmm. And and I think that's the beauty of 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 joy, because she I met her when I was at that place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know she doesn't like me calling her acu acu therapist, acu coach. OK, acu coach, um, <laughs> because she really connects what's happening up in your mind mm-hmm. to the physical manifestation that's happening in your body. Mm-hmm. And talk more about that joy. Well, I think us three are, and the man you were just talking about are in the same business of healing people and getting them from one place to another if they're stuck, right? Like, and mm-hmm. keeping energy moving. And so I think we are doing the same thing, just having different approaches because what that man talked about, I see the same thing. The only things I treat in the clinic are fear and grief. It's like fear of the body. Mm-hmm. I will never have again, fear that my body and emotions and mind won't feel good again, and grief of how my body used to be, or grief about what I what happened before the trauma that happened before in my body, mind, spirit, right? So it's like people get stuck between this. And so it's like looking for the possibility, just changing that mindset. And it doesn't, it can come through acupuncture, it can come through a coach, it can come through a gym, it can come through... A, a trip of your mind. It can come through opening your mind up through a book. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. all different kinds of ways. And it's really like keeping that energy moving so it doesn't get stuck in that uncertainty, you know? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the stuck, the stickiness or the stuckness, right, is, is where we all can help out. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is mm-hmm. where we feel like this has been a calling for all three of us. Yes. And so, Markeisha, tell people where they can find you. Sure. 
So they can find me. My my website is Wilson dash Chapman C H A P M A N dot com. You can find me there, and I am getting it together on social media. But you can find me at Wilson Chapman Coaches on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's or you right. can find me in Maryland or any white sandy beach in the Caribbean very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Take us with you. Take us with you. Well, before you have, we definitely didn't get to cover a lot. There's a lot to unpack with you. And so we would love to have you on at a later time. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. give, give our listeners one nugget today. One nugget today around intuition, knowing when to go, stay, leave. Yes. And bloom where you're planted, all of those things. I'm going to say that, that which I use the tagline, which is pursue joy. When you're trying to figure out what to do between left, right, up, down, let peace of mind be your umpire and look for the thing that is going to bring you more joy. Go after it. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And the pursuit of joy. Pursue it. Yeah. Pursue it. Because listeners, you can't see she's glowing. Mm -hmm. Joy is all over her. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's emanating because you found your passion. You found your purpose. And you are absolutely right. What the world needs today is healing. Mm -hmm. And you are a healing soul. And we appreciate you spending some time with us on the homework show. Mm -hmm. Joy, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yes, you can find us, all of us, at the homework pod on Instagram. And you can also email us about this episode to ask more questions or about any other questions at the homework pod at gmail.com. And I'm also on Instagram at uh, Quantum Heart Medicine, or you can email me personally if you have acupuncture specific or feng shui questions at hello at joy-andrews.com. And Charlene, yours? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at, at pushplaycoaching. And then you can find me also too at, at uh, pushplaycoaching.com. And so we look forward to you. Tell your friends, tell your family about the podcast. Remember to hit the subscribe and share. And until next time, this is Charlene and Joy (laughs) of the Homework Podcast. We'll see you next time.